Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome back to The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, Feb 28. Today, the Barmy Army's touching tribute to the Aussie Test captain. Not so sorry after all. Alastair Clarkson backs a truck over his apology for threatening a female television reporter. And Dalian medalist Nico Hines opens up about the toughest time in his life. But first... Player of the T20 final, Beth Mooney, gave this cheeky response when questioned if she was hired to advise another team on how to beat the Aussies, what would she say to them? Just don't turn up. It's too hard. (laughs) And she's got a point. Especially over the last four years, there was almost no point turning up to play the Aussie women's side. They've won the Ashes, Com Games Gold, the 50 Over World Cup and three T20 World Cups, including Monday mornings against South Africa. They win everything. But there's one major honour that's eluded them. ABC's voice of cricket, Jim Maxwell, highlighted the Laureus Sports Awards that not only have they not won, Meg Lanning's side has never even received a nomination. It's almost been 10 years since they've lost a test, are unbeaten in 15 ODIs and 28 T20 internationals. To be fair, though, cricket doesn't get much of a look-in at the Laureus Awards. The English men's side was the last to be nominated back in 2012, and Ricky Ponting's Aussies claimed the top prize back in 2002 after they peeled off 16 test wins in a row, including a home Ashes series. This year's nominations have already been announced. Argentina's FIFA World Cup winning team, Red Bull's F1 outfit and the England women's soccer team are in the running. But for some reason, the all-conquering Aussies are missing still. Let's hope the magic of Meg Lanning's side inspires the men's team in India. For the second test in a row, Mitchell Stark has declared himself a certain starter despite not fully healing from a finger injury. I guess the discomfort of the joint being restricted after being in a splint for six weeks and and still having to be in a splint for another couple of weeks yet. So that's probably the only part, just dealing with the discomfort of it. That doesn't sound ideal if selectors want Stark to replace Pat Cummins as the sole paceman surrounded by three spinners. On the batting front, David Warner, of course, is gone and so too is Matt Renshaw. Mr Cricket Mike Hussey telling listeners Willow Talk podcast they need to find a better balance between defence and all-out attack. I don't mind that these guys want to be aggressive and be positive and take it on, but they've got to try and find a method to get through that initial period, um, get through that first 15, 20 balls if they can. Now, you might look ugly. You might play this. Who cares? Just just find a way to get through. And, and I think for me personally, I, I'd love them to back their defence a little bit more to start with. While we're still on cricket, let's give a scorecard shout-out to the Barmy Army. It's funny you should mention that. While they tormented Mitchell Johnson for years, they've shown a softer side toward Pat Cummins. In the second test between England and New Zealand, they paid tribute to the Aussie captain's seriously ill mum, Maria. The bugler playing the song Maria from West Side Story. Now, to say it hasn't been smooth sailing for Alastair Clarkson at North Melbourne would be a major understatement. Amid an ongoing investigation into claims of racism during his time at the Hawks, the four-time Premiership coach apologised for a comment perceived as aggressive toward a female television reporter. The Channel 9 journalist was at Arden Street along with other reporters after Kangaroos midfielder Taron Thomas was hit with revenge porn charges and allegations of harassing and intimidating multiple women. Clarko told her, quote, your time will come, which on its own seems aggressive, borderline threatening and made even worse when compared to a leaked text from Thomas to one woman which allegedly said, your turn will come. 
So, after apologising, you'd think the smartest thing to do would be walk away and let the story and reaction die down. But not Alastair, who it seems isn't that sorry at all, telling Channel 7 in Melbourne he can't guarantee he wouldn't do it again. I'd like to be able to say I'd continue to learn my lessons, but this this has been with me ever since I was a kid. If I see something unjust or untoward, I'll defend. And I saw something that was unjust and untoward, and I felt like I needed to defend our players and our staff. Cronulla superstar Nico Hines has opened up about the struggle he's facing coming to terms with his mother being behind bars. The Dalian medalist was in camp with the Indigenous All-Stars when he received a phone call that his mum Julie had been found guilty of heroin supply and remanded in custody. Somehow he managed to play against the Maori All-Stars named Player of the Match and he's determined to continue setting a good example for young Indigenous kids. No, it's probably been one of the toughest time of my life, especially just the way it's, it's been spoken about in the media and, and seeing, seeing my mum get dragged through the media and, and the way people react to it, but putting things in place so I can, can deal with it and I've spoke to her and she's, she's alright and she's doing best she can too. There's a lot of young Indigenous kids probably walking the same life that I'm walking through. They might have parents in prison, they might have not have parents at all and they might struggle, so I was hopefully that I, can, I could inspire at least one kid by going and playing my best. For the winner by split decision, Tommy TNT Fury. If you haven't heard of Jake Paul, and don't worry, it's probably better if you haven't, he was a former Disney star turned YouTuber who amassed millions of subscribers, mostly by acting like a peanut. I can't stand him! When he moved into boxing three years ago, his first few opponents were fellow YouTubers and former basketballers before turning to ex-MMA fighters like the legend Anderson Silva. He racked up wins an unbeaten record before jumping in with the half-brother of heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. That would be Tommy Fury. Tommy claimed a split decision victory but largely dominated their bout in Saudi Arabia, aside from a knockdown that was more of a slip, in my opinion, in round eight, and quite possibly, and hopefully, has stopped the hype train in its tracks for good. It's absolutely amazing to sit here, the victor. Um, I always knew I would, though, for the past two and a half years, three years, I always said I would win this fight. And now I'm sat up here, the winner. You know, at the end of the day, I knew I was more skillful than Jake Paul. I didn't have a lot of experience at the, being the main event, you know, went out there, everybody was chanting, the whole world was watching this fight, and, and I showed everybody that I can come to the big dance and I can deliver. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport for today. Liam Flanagan is back on the scorecard tomorrow. Listener.